Welcome to Don't Worry About It with Neeks. And on today's episode, I got my good friend, Parker Lotstein. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Happy to be here. Happy to keep going on this, uh, this fun journey of uh, good conversations. So let's just jump right into it. Um, so you go to Middlebury and you said your major uh, was international politics and is it global co- economics or just economics? Global. It's just, uh, yeah, international politics and economics. Mm-hmm. And then your minor is philosophy as well. So within those two, um, I mean, I guess, do you enjoy philosophy as much as, uh, despite it being a minor in, as, um, with regards to your major? Yeah, I mean, I was, I mean, as you know, I uh, started off at the University of Chicago. And, and then I actually ended up transferring to Middlebury. But mm-hmm. at, at UChicago, I was a philosophy major. But they had this, like, program where you could do, it was called Philosophy and Allied Fields, where you could do philosophy and then, like, a, uh, another discipline to study with it. Mm-hmm. So I was doing kind of philosophy and econ together. And then I was also minoring in uh, cinema media studies. So mm-hmm. <laughs> poli-sci kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I guess at Middlebury, I just didn't want to be a straight up econ major. So I wanted to have some something else and mm-hmm. it's called IP&E, International Politics and Economics, which seemed mm-hmm. like a cool mix of econ and poli-sci and also mm-hmm. just philosophy because I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, any any classes of recent that, uh, that you have found most interesting, either with poli-sci or economics or philosophy? Yeah, actually, I took this really interesting, like, um, poli-sci elective this past semester. It was called um, The Politics of Taxes, which, <laughs> it has a, I mean, it's a boring, like, I mean, taxes. Yeah, are, has, are, taxes is not, it's not a super fun topic, is it? <laughs> Especially yeah, in the mean, policy. Yeah, I mean, taxes are being, they're boring. It's just, like, giving your money to the government. Who likes that, you know? Um <laughs> But just the way the class was like structured and the way we went about it was uh, really interesting. And like we had all of our assignments for like these papers, which we all like combined at the end. It was like choosing our own research project Mm. and then which combined to like a massive paper at the end. And I chose like um, whether like it was more worthwhile or more efficient or effective to um, have arts and entertainment be publicly or privately funded and yeah it was it was really really interesting because i was looking at it from like the smithsonian versus the met you know because smithsonian is all like taxpayer funded obviously Mm. like it's free to walk into anything on the national mall versus like the met where you need to pay like ticket fees so it's a little bit more privately funded yeah i was looking from like that standpoint from broadway versus community theater looking at the national endowment for the arts and it was, I mean, it was really, really interesting just looking at all this and learning about, I guess, how arts and entertainment get funded and mm. I guess what's more the most efficient way and what's the more most effective way to go about it. Yeah. Um, I guess there is the efficiency effectiveness, but there's also the uh, quality of it in that there's, you know, with the Met, you have these uh, grandiose kind of more processions with this, with the on the national mall, like you said, it's free. Anyone can come in with the Met you have to pay. And there's an element there that is okay. Yeah. But with that, that privately owned sector, you get a more of an opportunity to, uh, to f- have more flourishing 
of, uh, you know, because you're making more money, you can get more quality paintings, maybe, or more quality art or architecture as well. Um, does that, is that, do they look at that as well? Or is it mainly through yeah. the, that I mean, effectivity I, the whole, too? Uh, yeah. A whole portion of my paper was, uh, like, I guess like you were exactly like you were saying, it's like quality versus accessibility. Because I mean, in an ideal world, you would have the best quality be like completely accessible and that it's completely free. But like, like you were saying, a lot of times like privatization, it kind of is completely market driven. So I mean, like just a basic model of economics, like the highest quality, like rises to the top. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like if you look, I mean, obviously like Broadway is, I mean, just kind of objectively, like, I mean, is like a million times better than than community theater i mean like Mm -hmm. it's the the experience is a lot more because you're yeah 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 but it's like unbelievably inaccessible and that like the average ticket price i think was like 130 dollars. and i mean like a lot a lot of people can't afford to like travel to new york and then Mm -hmm. you know pay if you're a family of four pay like over 400 dollars yeah or like a ticket for tickets Mm -hmm. so i mean it's all about looking at like how should we go about, you know, like making things as accessible as possible, but also trying to keep that uh, quality of output. Yeah. And actually, I, I threw in some stuff about, um, about movies and how just an example of how like um, quality of output cannot be completely market driven because I looked at like the uh, highest grossing, uh, grossing films of all time and then compared it to like critical reviews. Mm. So I mean, so I mean, like uh, the highest grossing film of all time right now, I think is Avengers, like Endgame. Mm. And, I, and I mean, like it's like that's a, a that's a sick movie, but it's not as in what you're. I mean, it is one of the better like quality of of image movies in that it's so out of this world. I mean, it's a whole other reality where there's superheroes and and there's these forms that do these things. I mean, it's just just such a crazy concept. But it's also not what we're talking, like critical review is looking at it more of a different, I call it acting and there's much more interpersonal and less of this, the, the picture, you know? Yeah, I mean, like in like 500 years, I don't think Avengers Endgame is gonna be like the, the film that like people are looking back like, whoa. Like, well, it was like the culmination of superheroes. That's a big thing. I mean, the, that is, it's huge. I mean, I just, as I was thinking about because I saw it on TV a couple of days ago, coincidentally, and I remember the, the scene where it's um, the Doctor Who has all the circles part and they all come in for the big fight scene. And, the, oh, they come in through, not the circles, the, uh, the, the gates that mm-hmm. uh, they come in to, to um, what's his face? What's the, the purple guy? Big bad purple guy. Thanos. Thanos. They they come to Thanos, yeah. and it's like that huge scene. I mean, that is such a big. That was huge. I'm, but I'm seeing I'm seeing what you're talking about. I'm just remembering as like that mm-hmm. that scene was mo- huge. It was so momentous, and and it was the culmination of all these Marvel characters coming in and fighting the one bad coming together. It was yeah, it was crazy. But I but mean, I yeah. yeah a good a good movie definitely uh, for sure. I mean, but. But it's hard to say the same quality is looked in for in five hundred years for for the level of um, other level other perspectives of yeah. quality. And I mean, the point I was trying to make there was that like a lot of times, you know, just purely market driven like mm-hmm. quality could be flawed, and also like even critical review could be flawed, and that like 
Citizen Kane didn't win Best Picture the year it was mm, like released. Really? I mean, like arguably like the most critically acclaimed movie of all time, like wasn't even considered the best movie that year. That yeah. So I mean, it's kind of it's like again looking at this balance between you know like how can we make quality though, but when our like I guess even identification of quality could be flawed, mm. and even market driven ideas of equality could be flawed too. So I kind of made that. Uh, argument that market-driven quality just isn't like enough there needs to be you yeah. know like there needs to be like public funding to increase accessibility increase the options so that like i guess artistic expression and like longevity can be kind of achieved in its own right kind of like the way mm. citizen kane wasn't viewed as the best but it was available and it should be like i guess now it's highly regarded um, yeah, yeah exactly so you're saying with the so the market was more to the to the side of Endgame is is what you're yeah okay yeah the market, so yeah but I was inter- I was thinking about um what you were saying how, how Citizen Kane didn't win a award the year it came out and then since then it, it probably hasn't you don't really win awards after that year and that concept is weird to me because you're just proposing the fact that there's movies we're gonna look back on that we know for so long like Citizen Kane or in five hundred or a hundred years uh. Avengers Endgame and the fact that it can only be recognized through it kind of it it becomes the best movie or it doesn't and when it doesn't it kind of lays low again and then works its way back up to be one of the best movies like Citizen Kane has done in that it stays like I know what it is I have not seen it but I know a lot of many people just know the name of the of the movie even and um but it's weird to know that (laughs) just specifically with with movie awards how you can't win anything after the year you're uh you can't i mean since you come out because that's it the oscars are that one year and then since then after that you're not you were last year it doesn't matter anymore and it's weird that it has to take because you didn't win your oscar you're not going to be as remembered because just alone that that idea but that there's another way which is the natural mark or i guess the the more public um route which is that it works its way back because of its quality it's just pure quality of film and um it, it was just weird like what do you think of the fact that we have just going more um off of the off of the the policy side but the fact that we it's more social i guess the um fact that there's year to year is the only time you get you get a year to win awards and then that's it and so there's no full-on like public i guess the the top recognition why why might that be do you think i mean i think with like the arts i mean it's it's almost like impossible to predict like their like the social and cultural lasting impact even like despite i mean like you can think of so many examples of like artists you know or playwrights you know not being appreciated in their own time and then, you know, like, like people will come back and then be like, wow, like, this is amazing. Like nothing, I guess, comes to my, comes to mind right now. But, mm-hmm. um, but just like looking at that, I mean, like Citizen Kane, like it wasn't the best movie, like in the year it was released because mm-hmm. like, I guess like it wasn't, it was just like so far ahead of its time. It didn't really make I guess it was it didn't make it like to be the mm. best movie in yeah. like the era it was. It. Yeah. And I mean like it's impossible to predict 
you know, like what people will do looking back on, I mean, like just like a few weeks ago, I don't know if you like looking on Netflix, like David Fincher released this movie, uh, Mank with Gary Oldman, literally I saw just come about, out. yeah. Yeah. It's literally just about the guy who wrote, helped write Citizen Kane. Like that's, yeah. like, that's the entire movie. And wow. I mean, it's, that's, and that's kind of like my, one of my arguments in like, um, in my paper, like it's, it's impossible to point to something like right then and be like this, you know, like mm. this is it. Like this, this will, this will be with us. Like this is going to like change the way we think about film and the way we like engage with cinema. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, you can't just have like the market driven or just the, solely the critical driven, which is kind mm. of like, yeah, like it's kind of the, I kind, of, I kind of put it in the public versus the private, you know, yeah. like spectrum. You need both. Like, cause I mean, you can't like nobody, like not one side's going to always be right. Like yeah. it just, it's, and just having just like the popular most market driven art rise to the top always just like, you're going to miss out on some of that like mm. quality that you might not be like seeing, you know, like with just like the public and the, and the publicly funded art. Mm. So, I mean, it's kind of just a mix with, uh, so, with that particular example. So with that, it's like a, in, in that sense it is a synthesis in that it, you're, you're getting, you're trying to balance the best of both. Um, is the concern there, I guess it would be that you get the worst of both. Um, you get the, the negatives of both, but it makes sense. I mean, that is now um, getting to the more philosophical, but the idea of, of being able with some, with regards to a move or arts or anything really that um, having two ways of looking at something, the same problem, the same issue, the same, object the same subject same idea looking two ways there's usually more than more than two but in this situation there is usually um some sort of dichotomy and then within that dichotomy there's a spectrum of um of perspective on something and an application and with that sense um how how do you see that uh, more on the on arguments on, on philo and philosophical concepts and that being able to disagree but still seeing a broader picture um, and how there is a dichotomy in a lot of and a lot of belief systems and a lot of um, existing things <laughs> um, yeah and yeah yeah I mean like the whole idea of like uh, like synthesis and dialectics like do you remember uh in human I don't know if you had, who, I don't remember who you had for humanities but um we studied in humanities do you remember William Blake by chance yeah maybe mm -hmm. sort of he, he wasn't very interesting not very interesting <laughs> that's what I remember <laughs> he he had this one like idea which I like which I liked it was um he was like a poet and he would always talk about like the idea of heaven and hell and kind of like kind of like you were saying like complete opposites you know heaven representing obviously all the good and hell representing you know, the, the worst and he made like the argument that like heaven and hell are codependent and that like you need like heaven can only exist because we have yeah. hell and hell can only exist because we have heaven and kind of the idea that like you can't have just such good without having its absolute opposite which is like such bad and i yeah. mean and it's kind of the idea that like those two opposites make, you know, like what we present have reality, the present reality. Yeah. 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 Like two complete like opposites. I mean, hell obviously like 
maybe it would, wouldn't be great to have it. But like mm-hmm. his, his idea was that like even having the nature of the two means that like we can exist and have mm. even just like, I guess something in the middle to reach like, you know, this state that we're in, which, this, which is kind of like what you were saying. Yeah. Well, the middle, the middle is the almost utopia because you've found the balance. You can experience the bad, but the good is still there and they outweigh each other and that it's a, it's, that's probably the best situation um, because there are always something that will be going wrong, I think is how it'll see it. Um, and I agree, but I wonder about that. Um, I don't know how I'm getting into this, but it was, it was it more in the, the fact it was more in like social issues we talk about. And also with anything, I mean, looking at, for example, STEM versus humanities, we were going to um, bring up on how there's a, there's kind of different types of people within that in within those two realms. But then you look at in political perspectives, you look at, uh, rivalry of sports teams you look at uh rivalry of schools you look at relationships between people even down to you and me there's uh there's two sides to this experience right now you're sitting on your computer in your house and i'm sitting on mine in my house so right there that that puts us in a whole different reality like as in trying to understand that um yeah and i mean like our two different perspectives with this like conversation is almost like a dialectic in synthesizing something that like is kind of you know different than both of us it's kind Mm -hmm. of making you know like the conversation which in its own right kind of exists without either of us even like engaging you know like yeah like the conversation exists on its own like i mean this podcast is going to like exist by itself yeah even though like we're both having our like unique experience with it we're both like synthesizing this podcast which is kind of going to be its own thing in its own right which is as like almost out of our control you know even though we're the way we're perceiving it is different from the way it's gonna end up which is interesting yeah yeah there's something that editing can do only so much there's a point where you edit so much you just know you're editing this freaking podcast but um well just to make it sound smarter you know exactly exactly you make (laughs) it sound smarter you you give it some some uh music in the background you know um <laughs> i started listening to how i built this and they, they have that a lot they uh they'll have the mu- guy raz with his music the drums you gotta fade stuff. in and out with like with the smooth jazz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah obviously yeah. there's a yeah but that's also very scripted but they're they do a good he does a good job of that mm-hmm. um but yeah with this like with this opposites thing like mm-hmm. i mean it like it's, it's it's interesting it reminds me a lot of this like um like, I guess the, the Socratic argument for, like, afterlife, which mm. is, like, I mean, he kind of go, is going through, like, the same, like, I think it's in Fido, like, one of the platonic dialogues. But it's, like, Socrates, like, arguing that, like, life exists after death. Because, I mean, at this point, he's been, like, sentenced to death and he's going to die. And he's pretty much has the opportunity to escape and save his own life. But he's just, like, no, you know, I'm just going to stay here and die. And he argues that, like, because opposites exist, like, and he makes the argument between, like, hot and cold, and that, like, touching a hot pan, you can only, like, understand the concept of heat is by having, like, cold. Like, if you touch a really hot pan, but you've had no other concept of, like, cold 
beyond that, you wouldn't have no idea what hot is. Hmm. You know, like, like, I mean, you can't like go out into the desert at 90, like 97 degrees Fahrenheit and be like, this is hot without knowing what like 50 what degrees feels coldness, like. Yeah. Yeah. What 30 degrees feels like. Yeah. Yeah. That's and a, so, yeah. And so he says that like, and it sort of states like, oh, this is getting, I mean, very philosophical, but he's like, yeah, this, I mean, it's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. But I mean, he talks about like states, he says like before, you know, I guess you're conceived in the womb, I guess whenever, whenever life starts, I mean, I know that's, get, it's gotten political at this point when life just starts, but like, keep it, we'll have a, we'll have a standard there that we'll just say yeah. when you're out. <laughs> yeah. But like he says, before life starts, you don't exist. And then all of a sudden you do exist, right? I mean, you go from one state to another, from not existing to existing. And then, but he says in order for you to like be in this state of non-existence, you have to be you. Like there has to be something that's not existing. That's not you. you. The you is not, is what it is. It's basically the other side from, yeah. Like you look at me looking at not me kind of the vice versa yeah and it's like in order to especially with death like in order for me to say like okay like nico does not exist that means there's nico like i mean there's like that's the yeah there is the concept of you like i mean if if before you're born you're in a state of non-existence which means that like you're in a state I mean, you still are defined. Yeah, like, well, I this mean, is like dark matter. Oh, could getting getting into that kind of stuff too, but it's more specifically with with consciousness, right? Isn't that the the main thing? Because mm-hmm. I that's something that I've um, actually heard about from from uh, Sam Harris, who does the. I've mentioned this so many times, but the waking up app. It talks about this kind of stuff, though, um, with not have having experienced to have an experience. And to not have that experience in that sense, um, the, there's, there's like to, there's the consciousness level that is understanding that experience and interpreting that experience and having that experience. So me speaking into this is something that is an appearance in consciousness as well. So that you are in, I'm in control of what I'm doing, but there's a, there's a level where I don't need to be. There is the, the, um, lower level of brain it's it's really on the our understanding of the brain or our understanding of ourselves but it's that consciousness we are because we have ideas of ourselves there's that level as well we can there is an existence uh, out, that is outside of us in the in the soul that the consciousness that is kind of uh formless um but it's the fact that there we can't see it. We don't have, cause it's the, even that on that level, the dichotomy is existing. There is the fact that I know I'm, I'm feeling myself and that um, I see this computer. I feel this uh, computer and I hear what I hear. Uh, there is also knowing what it doesn't sound like. So it's all that kind of thing. It's kind of, it, it comes down to the kind of the similarity of a, or the, the analogy of the dichotomy in everything. And there is a trade-off in everything. Yeah, crazy. Op, like opposites are necessary, and it's kind of like yeah. it's what it leads to. I what mean, is the argument against that? I'm wondering now because it makes so much sense in that in that way. I'm wondering if that is there is way. I mean, there is ways to be on both sides, but there is 
there's no there has to be a third maybe is one of them is there a, is there because i mean anything that's even would just be divided in two and they end up kind of fusing together but if or the fact that there's just one unified front i mean that's like communism is what it is i mean maybe the argument that like nothing is defined quite enough in order to have an opposite i that's mean a big that, part of it Mm-hmm. yeah i mean maybe in that like we know what heat is but like the idea of temperature is like already its own thing and kind of all-encompassing mm. and hot and cold though like are perceived to be different are all completely similar because it's temperature mm. and i mean i don't know if i can really find an opposite of temperature i mean it's like it's kind of maybe like space that sort of argument. outer space isn't that basically what it is? Lack of temperature. You just get, you don't feel anything once you're out of space. Well, there's temperature in space, isn't there? It's really, yeah, but it's, I guess in the sense that we can't sense it, you know, I mean, there is temperature because things can exist in space, but us specifically, we wouldn't know because we haven't done it. Well, don't you freeze? I mean, I don't know. I I think you do freeze, but I think it's, I think the sensations are you because you, I don't know. Maybe I guess you live for a couple seconds. So you, you can do it. I'm just trying to think of crazy alternatives to what temperature would be. It's basically a, like instead of being emitted on you, it's sucked out of you. Something is, you know, it's removed it's like, almost. Kind of like exothermic. I mean, if we were stars, that's <laughs> that's when we'd know because they're just hot. But to them, it's like chilling. They're 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 cold and lonely. Yeah. They just. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's complicated. Like, I mean. It, you'd have to like say that like hot and cold are like not definite enough in order to have an opposite. You can say that like death isn't like absolute and that like, I mean, your body still exists. I mean, they say like, I mean, philosophy defines death as like the soul leaving the body, but like Mm -hmm. maybe some part of your soul stays behind. Maybe there's, it can't be defined so absolutely. And it's just, and like from not being able to be defined so absolutely you can't have an absolute opposite i i actually agree with that because in the also sense more now that i remember the stem versus humanities this is more definitions it's more in the verbal understanding of something versus in more of a the scientific is more brain scans and and uh you know data a lot of informational like objective quantitative more understanding we don't have enough of that either we can't we can't map the brain very well we have a couple things that do a reasonable job but there's never anything that can map consciousness we still don't understand very much of anything else other than the motor and auditory cortices and so the i mean maybe a little more but we we have we have understandings of sections of the brain i don't want to poop on people who know this kind of stuff and and but there's a there's there's a long way to go on that and that's the same goes the same argument of definitions we haven't been able to explain it in any way that we can experience it too and we can experience the opposite of that yeah i mean what do you think about like stem versus humanity i mean because you're kind of in a i guess i'm in the middle ground yeah i mean it's like psychology which is like tries to synthesize both is really what it is i mean if you think about it's using words to with data to do mm-hmm. something that is entirely this it's conversation. It's so it, there's nothing. I mean, there's a couple brain scans, but mainly you're just having a conversation with the person. 
that's yeah, it. I mean, technically, like psychology is like what it's a social science, right? So that, I mean, yeah. yeah. So I guess kind of in the same vein as maybe economics or something. But I mean, psychology, like, um, is unique, I guess, in that because it's so close with like neuroscience and mm-hmm. biology and chemistry. So I mean, like, what do you? I guess, but also, I mean psychology you have to like think about like philosophy and like other mm-hmm. other things like that so i mean i don't know like what, how do you guess like the two like come together in psychology or like which one do you think I mean, which one do you like more personally uh as of late only because i just started getting into it philosophy but that's psychology still i think the perspective you get on psychology we don't well, like STEM versus humanities, I guess. Which one do you identify? More? STEM versus humanities. Originally STEM. Um, now I'm seeing the other side a lot more. I'm seeing the the more qualitative perspective of uh, of psychology as well. I saw it a lot, but I just didn't see it the way that made it feel like a STEM. But now, because there's a lot of interpretation, it's a lot of subjectivity trying to be objective but you can't you can't write an essay and be the objective one because then the objective one is the perfect synthesis and i don't think we're ever going to have no one individually has the perfect synthesis but you and me writing something the better would be a better synthesis for example so something like that um having to acknowledge that experience um but also enjoying the philosophy some more i've seen the it's slide over more, but yeah, there's definitely still a significant amount of elements. It's still more on the, on the STEM side um, in that. And, but I enjoy, I enjoy all of it um, because trying to, the coolest thing is, is trying to understand, like, I don't like using it in this sense, but gathering information on a person in that I, I just get, I see how you are in relation to me. And, and that kind of, something I have to acknowledge to understand how I speak to you, what I say, how I say it. Um, the, and when I'm physically with you, how I, if I t- like push you away or whatever, like in that conversation, knowing or in that interaction, I know um, that, Oh, I got lost. Oh, I know that there's a, there's a, there's some sort of effect there. So there's the psychology in that the way you act to me will say something about you that I figure out in more of a, I, I kind of figure that out more in the psychological sense, but I can read about in the philosophical sense. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's like an interesting balance between, I guess, you know, kind of like you said, quantitative and qualitative, like, because I mean, ideally you should be kind of crossing boundaries and like looking to both. I mean, you can't really be I guess you can't like you can't really consider yourself like a the objective being yeah an objective being and I mean even like you need to look at like causes for like thing I mean like you can't really understand like biology without like looking at psychology and I mean like you can't really understand like one entire discipline without like looking at something else like Mm -hmm. looking at kind of like the other vein and seeing how those like interact you know like if you want to be like uh like a real i feel like if you want to be like a true like political science person like you need to understand like psychology 
And you, then from there, like neuroscience, I think, well, that will make you like that much better of a mm -hmm. political scientist. Cause like, you'll understand like, like understanding like how to make a state and how to rule people like kind of goes with the same vein of like, why do people act the way they do? Yeah. What are you doing and, that makes, or what are you thinking that makes you do? Why are you, yeah. All those questions. Yeah. And it's just like, what do people need? Like, like, like psychologically and like, and kind of de like delivering it to them. I mean, like even looking at like presidential candidates, like they, like they've got a team of like psychologists telling them what color tie to wear, you know, like yeah. what, what suit like will appeal to the most demographics. I mean, it's just like, and like what, like the, the whole, like using your hands in the politician's box, like you're <laughs> like, you're like coached to like appeal to people's like subconscious to like yeah. tell them that you're like the best presidential candidate. But <laughs> I, I am mean, the one who knows. And has yeah. the answers <laughs> <laughs> exactly i mean it's i guess it's kind of manipulative in that way but like yeah but that's there's there's always ways around um there's ways no there's always the alternative which is that there is just ways to work the common good is for the best of um both of you so yeah. there is and I mean, that if, yeah and i mean if you're like like i mean like a machine, I feel like that's kind of almost what makes us human. Like a machine can build a car, but yeah. like, and I guess which you can view as just like a STEM like kind of way of just like putting apart, building apart like uh, parts of a machine. But like understanding the humanities, understanding like what the concept of a car, like why you're building a car, like mm -hmm. why you need a car, like yeah. what like the, the car will play. Where you will yeah. go with the car, how like yeah. where you're going with the, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah the opportunity the car gives you is kind of mm -hmm. like a more like humanity's philosophical way to even look about it and i mm -hmm. mean or look about how society has come so that we even need cars and it's kind of looking at those things which makes us i think human which mm -hmm. is i think kind of the like ultimate balance well there's also something that makes us human which is i think there's a little um there's a there's a standoff there with um economics and psychology sorry um is the nuance of a person that is seen in psychology versus in in economics um in economics there's there's a lot more of a um less nuanced way it's like if you are in this demographic you will do some of these things and that there's kind of a there's there's a lot of data usage there so there's a lot more stem in that sense quote unquote i mean i think it is more of a stem in that sense because there's purely it's almost purely numbers based in the in the theory it comes from those numbers versus psychology is much more on a on a more almost even molecular level it's the individual and so there's a lot more nuance to a person when you actually talk to them for an hour and a half, two hours, you do a podcast, you, you figure out a lot more about that person than you would just from a series of charts about this person, about a group of people that are similar to you, but aren't you? Um, there's, there's that like it's activity versus who you are in the individual. And even that there's, there seems to be a more, I guess you, econ is a humanities and then you got psychology is considered the STEM. And so, even at the, like, that is what it's trying to do to understand people. Um, mm -hmm. And the fact that even there, it's, uh, there's a little, yeah, there's that, there's that tug of war of 
you're too nuanced and you make too many one side is you're too nuanced and the other side is you make too many too many generalizations <laughs> um, yeah i mean though i mean it's just like i guess i mean, I guess they're both social sciences but they just look i mean i guess econ looks at everything purely in terms of i guess like money and economy like it yeah. looks obviously like psychology you know you'll have a conversation you'll get in depth with like how a person thinks why they think that and i mean like economics is just like more of a guess like how a person thinks in the context of how will they spend their money yes and I what mean, are they thinking in this situation yes yeah and i mean like there's it doesn't i guess it's kind of waiting for stem to kind of like tell us because i mean there's conflicting views like i mean between like yeah. economists that like people will spend their money completely rationally or people will spend their money like the most like irrationally as possible. I mean, I know this, there's this professor at U Chicago who like uh, won a Nobel prize when I was there for his like ideas about how like the consumer will spend their money as irrationally as possible. And it was actually funny. He was asked what he would do with like his million dollar prize money. And he said, <laughs> he's going to spend it as irrationally as possible. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do exactly just, just what they don't think you're going to do or do. Yeah. And it's kind of, I guess it's kind of like interlocking, which is like, I guess like psychology can only really answer like what people, how people will behave. I mean, it's the study of behavior. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I think that's like the interesting, like balance again, between like STEM and humanities. And mm-hmm. I mean, though, personally, well, I, I'm more, I guess I'm more of a humanities person. I mean, from like my major, like international politics, economics and yeah. philosophy. And I mean, I was like a film minor. Um, and I always like kind of, uh, I always kind of just like uh, logically thought about it to myself and that like, though I think STEM is really cool and I think finding things about STEM is really cool. But the one thing I don't like about STEM is that like everything that you can find will like will be found out either with you or without you, you know? Mm. Like, I mean, with had Newton not discovered calculus, like, Leibniz was right there too, you know, mm. like had somebody not figured, had Watson and Crick not, uh, not look found DNA, somebody else would have come along maybe a few years later and found DNA, you know? Mm. Yeah. Like, like the most like amazing things in STEM, like that can happen. Like, and I'm, I mean, obviously I'm unbelievably impressed by what these people can do, but yeah, like, yeah. if, if they don't decide, like one person decides, you know what, like, I'm just not going to do this anymore. Like someone else is going to, like, it might take a little while. Like, I mean, obviously there's brilliance that like people do and like they find things early, but mm-hmm. like. You think it's all about timing on things, on, on information. It's all going to be found out because it's an objective thing though. You know, an answer to a STEM question is how does this work? Is it working? Is it not working? uh is it is it is in is in what does this exist there is a lot more yes or no and okay this is how much it weighs or we don't have it yet you know there's a lot more of that versus even there i guess that is the objective uh reality of science is that something will be found out because it is it is generally okay it does exist oh we haven't found it yet there's there's that we don't have the answer to that question yet or we do yeah. versus in humanities it is that question is answered in a hundred thousand different ways. And it's mm-hmm. awesome. It's very cool to under- yeah. have to find the, your own synthesis personally on your and own I mean, of that situation. 
Yeah, I mean, going back to, like, Citizen Kane, if Orson Welles and, like, Charles Mankiewicz decided, like, you know what, like, I'm going to get into something else, like, like, Citizen Kane would just not exist, and it would never exist. I mean, it's just, like, there's nothing, like, nobody else would come along and be like, oh, yeah, like, let's... That's a... Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's unbelievably unique, and it's just, like, and I think that's kind of, like, the special thing about, like, art and, like, humanities is it's unbelievably like just you i mean like picking somebody for a casting role as opposed to a different person like you're gonna have a completely different movie Mm. and that movie is gonna be like like almost like you're not gonna ever be able to recreate it it's just like it is unbelievably unique and it's like fleeting and i think that's like kind of the like the beauty of like art and what's and like humanities and what makes it so special is that like it is like irreplaceable and like cannot be like recreated and i mean that's i guess why like i like humanities as opposed mm. to like even though i think it is important to like think about stem too i think using stem to boost humanities is also a good way of um looking at some things i mean having facts that are somehow correlational from the stems to humanities i mean looking at i guess no but I mean, there's something oh, there. Yeah. I mean, I, there is there is something there that there's a there's an ability to use both. Like I was saying, with psychology. I mean, you have a mix, um, and then obviously they help each other. I think that that's a good way of looking at it. But yeah, it's interesting that with it, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you don't actually know if that person didn't exist. Maybe someone else did find it out somewhere else. But for all we know, the opportunities of variability in our history are now zero because it's not cha- nothing's changed. But um, if it did and it was the same, the reality was totally different, we wouldn't know otherwise. So I think that possibility is why I think easy to just be like, all right, I'm going to just, I mean, it's not just going to STEM. I'm going to go with STEM and figure things out. I'm going to go to science. I'm going to, going to become a phys- uh, physicist, <laughs> you know, it's something like looking at it from that perspective versus, um, with humanities, it is so individualized. It's so you wrote this, and so no one else could have written this, written this the way you did, except you. And um, it has this name, and it has this type of person, or maybe it's a movie, and this t- these types, these people playing that movie, and this music. And I think it's that it's yeah, it's much harder to see a repetition in that because it's an individual or a group creation, but of people. Versus a, it's more physical outside of our, I guess that's how you see it. I mean, is that, is that not the case? You see STEM is much more things we're reaching for that are um, able to be found versus within the humanities is individualized. So everyone has their story and everyone has this way of it. Um, Mm -hmm. If that's, how do you see that? Yeah. I mean, like STEM, the answers are there. You know, it's, it's clear cut, you know, like there is an answer. Like sometimes, well, I mean, for a lot of things. Yes. I mean, the deeper you get into each thing, yes, there's more of an, a dichotomy there in that not having the answer there. Well, can you give me some, I guess, give me an example of something in STEM that would not have a clear cut answer. Like, could, like, could you do that? I think once it's known, it becomes clear cut, but not knowing it is, where it's not clear cut and for that time that you're just lost. So there's that yeah. level there. So I, I agree. Yes. But 
not un- it's no until it is found and then once it's found it yeah but i think yeah, it, I mean, it's we, getting we go, like we go along and i mean like we have like years where like we we have an answer that was accepted to be true which is like all of a sudden you know then disproven mm-hmm. and i mean like but the thing about like like stem is that like it is absolute like there is like going to there, yeah like, there's even, absolute even truths about themselves yeah, even if we even if we never like find it there is a right answer like even if like we spend like humanity like it never reaches it like there is a right answer to something like there always will be there always will be an absolute answer mm-hmm. and what i mean what i like what i like about humanity is like in philosophy like i mean like attempting to define justice like mm. there is never going to be like a right answer to like how like what how we define justice like there just yeah. won't like every time you try and de- like i think i think i told you this like at dinner mm. one time but like the way um like socrates and plato defined justice was like minding your own business yeah <laughs> yeah which is kind of a hilarious way to define yeah, it yeah minding like, your own business <laughs> but like that was like the result of like i think hours and hours of conversation and i mean and like even then like it, you can't necessarily be true like you can still like come along and have your own interpretation of what justice is mm. and i think that's kind of like like almost like the like the beauty of like humanities is that like you can like think about things every which way you can interpret things a million different ways and each way is going to be like uniquely yours or like and can be right and wrong at the same time it can be right in your sense of the world but it can be wrong in other senses of the world yeah and i mean that's what i just talking to some stem friends i mean that's like a lot of times their greatest frustration with humanities but it's like i guess my favorite thing about it and i mean i'm like a, a strong believer that you should I guess, follow the pursuit that provokes like the most empathy in you. I mean, like some people like look at like a line of code or like, you know, a line of math and like think it's like, it's beautiful or like a chess move. And it's like, wow, that's like, that's beautiful, you know? And like, I've never really had that for, yeah, for, uh, but to for that, STEM. Yeah. But like I, think, I have that for humanities. Like I'll watch like yeah. a movie and I'll just be like blown away or I'll like, mm. I'll be like, uh, like a philosophy text or idea and just like, it will like change my week. And I mean, like, <laughs> well, hopefully more than a week, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I'll think about it really hard for a week. How about that? <laughs> but um, I'll have it. You'll have it stowed away. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, to definitely use again at yes, some point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. obviously this yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For, for when, uh, for when people are having podcasts, you know, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the only time, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's like, that's what I like evokes the most empathy in me. And like, mm. so, I mean, that's what I like to do. So just so is that how you yeah. see um, the most of the direction in your life is, as as uh, do the things that make you or that create the most empathy in you? Or is that more just with regards to learning and knowing things and understanding them at a much college le- academic level, I guess. Um, because that was interesting. The uh, yeah, I mean, the thought of empathy going into the decision making create the most empathy in you. Well, I mean, it's tough to like. I mean, empathy is like identifying with like I mean other people. Who you like? I, I forget. I think the uh, the difference between empathy and sympathy is like empathy is when like you've never been through the exact scenario or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where, where the sympathy is like you can actually identify with it. But um, either I mean, one. 
Yeah, I mean, in terms of like, like I guess like career and like where I want my life to go. I mean, it's more of like a sense of like, I guess empathy and sympathy, but also like finishing something and having like, you know, that satisfaction. You know, that like looking at like looking at it and being like, yeah, like you know, I, I just did that. You know, like and like and that's why like I I've gotten I mean. I've gotten more like in the in lockdown with COVID and stuff into like, I guess like working more like with my hands. I mean, mm. like I built like a patio in like our backyard. I mean, like I made like a few table. I mean, not like, I'm, I'm not like a very handy person. But, yeah, like, but you're getting, you're getting to something. You know, yeah. Yeah. But like, that's what I really like. I mean, I really admire, you know, just like working with your hands and having like a finished, like tangible result mm. and being like, you know, like I made that, you know, like, that's like, this is like something that's finished. I can put my name on it. And it's like, and I think that's what like, that's, I mean, that's like the whole thing about it's kind like, of a STEM like, view. That's kind of a STEM view in that sense. Like someone else could have made that table, but we don't know the, co- I mean, I guess it's more of a, no. no, but yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying and the color and the, 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 uh, arc art of it, but like the build, I mean, you could, there's not one, there's not a hundred million structures to that building. And that's the, the beauty of it is that you can, you finished it yourself. So you still, you get to take that ownership, which is kind of what the STEM people see. But I see how the differentiation is more for you that anyone could have, but I, yeah, no, just, I, I, um, nobody could have done it like me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Nobody like, and I mean, well, this is like off of on a tangent, but like, that's the whole thing with like, Karl Marx and like the like the whole his whole idea of like the proletariat like working class rising up is because like they don't get to see you know like the tangible like benefits of their like of their work and so I and I mean that's like to me that's like the most satisfying thing is like building something and then like seeing the effects of it yeah Yeah. like building it like building the patio then sitting on it you know (laughs) like reaping like, like yeah like reaping the rewards like do like building the table and then you know like eating dinner off it, which, you know, that's obviously what I do with the tables that I make. That's exactly you know? what you do. You know, I, I eat dinner, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Host people for, uh, for gatherings. Gatherings, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously social distance. So this is quite a large table. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, so it's only two foot, to it's, three people. Yeah, yeah. Eight, it's eight, foot, eight feet long, so, you know, it, it holds six feet thing. So, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, you um, know, host lively philosophical debates over wine and cheese you know it's (laughs) as as you do as one does yeah um i had an interesting you mentioned something you mentioned something interesting that um uh sparked something in my mind it was the the satisfaction of finishing something and looking back on on it and saying yeah i did that um and it's like is that how you so you're saying that's how you motivate yourself through um through life in that sense and that knowing what you finish you're you're working now to be able to look back on that or do you see more like when you're done because my question was when what are you gonna do when you're done <laughs> like what's after that you enjoy it and then it kind of exists there i mean not necessarily with everything uh, you know you know your career is not a tangible thing um it just is an experience that you have that has a series of, there's a bunch of papers you get on the way out of that experience um but Mm, you're you know yeah yeah i mean normally like if i have like the satisfaction afterwards of of, like i made that you know like there tends to be like 
enjoyment in the actual process. And I mean, like, the process is probably like the most important part, but like, I feel like the, like the, the satisfaction afterwards kind of like almost makes the process work. I mean, because a lot of times the process is painful. I mean, like writing like a paper is like not like my favorite thing to do, mm-hmm. but like sometimes it's enjoyable, you know, like sometimes if I'm interested in it, like it's like, okay, like, this is interesting. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like that idea of like looking back on it, like rereading it and being like, Hey, this is pretty cool. This you know, good. Like, I'm, I like this. Yeah. Like I'm happy that, you know, like my name's on this, you know, like it's mm-hmm. kind of like that satisfaction and it's only through like liking the process. I mean, like there's papers that like, I've just been, I've hated like what I'm writing about. Like it's just mm. been like writing like for the, the sake of like a, a school assignment or something like that. And it's like, I don't really have the same, you know, satisfaction of having it done. It's kind of like, I'm happy that it's over. I'm like, Oh, like, I'm done. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. It's like, I don't have any like pride in it. It's just like, yeah, you know, it's it, a it different way of looking back on it. That's more like a weight on your shoulders. Like, Oh, thank yeah. you. Get off of me. But then, yeah. <laughs> but then when you write something, enjoying the, that's a big thing. Um, something that gets brought up in, uh, with the mindful, the meditation stuff are these, I don't know if you see, I, I post like some moments on the, my more private I think, I think story. I, I the think moments. I've seen one or two. Maybe. Yeah. No, they're like, so much fun. The they're <laughs> awesome. They're so awesome. But there are these moments and like, um, in those moments, he'll, um, he'll bring something up like that and that it's the enjoying the process that is a big um, problem, uh, a lacking issue with a lot of people. They, they simply get through situations. So for example, um, you could have gone through uh, making that table or the porch or building the porch um, in the most hasty, just hated the process, trying to just get it done, just doing it, not enjoying the, hammering of in, in of nails and, and shaping wood and um you know sanding and all, the smoothing out all the process of itself like enjoying that process makes these situations a lot easier not thinking about it actually and fun interestingly in the in the way that is just looking back and being like waiting wanting to be looking back at that just waiting for the end and then being done wanting to be done with it and moving on but there's there's that hastiness of that's it. What's after that? You know, there's, there's, there's not a, it's not the fact that you want to add things. It's that you don't want to have to think about it in the way that it is. Okay. If I finish this on Sunday, I'm good. I don't have to, I can hang out after that. But if you just let it out, if you do your process, I mean, obviously there's deadlines, but with your building your table, there was no deadline. So you just enjoyed the process. You did what you had to do. Um, it's actually something on the ranch too, that what happens It's much, it's, there's not many deadlines. There's about each, there's about three days in the year, maybe four um, or, or three parts of the year, maybe four parts of the year where kind of everyone has to be doing, there's something that is due to be done that day, needed to be done that day. And, um, but other than that, there's no scheduling. For, we don't need something done by a certain day for the most part. Um, obviously there's some things, but so for, in that sense, um, that is the experience is enjoyed a lot more it's much more uh voluntary it's much more um consciously involved than with something that you're just getting done and it's interesting that um 
just that you see it as wanting to get some, seeing the set, knowing that there's going to be satisfaction in having finished that. The reality experienced after the um, the table exists or whatever the the thing that you wanted to exist exi does exist, um, but that also you enjoy the process. It's like a simple thing for <laughs> in that you mentioned it, and it's like yeah, that is the big that is the big part of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think it's like honestly like enjoying the process and finding like pride in like the little things that you do which is really like one of like an easy like one of the easiest ways to like really like yeah. be fulfilled like in your life i mean like even i mean even like mopping like the floor or something like you know like one like if you like think about it as a way to just like god i need to just finish this and you get this done like you'll do a worse job i mean mm -hmm. and like and you'll just be like over and you'll just move on to the next thing. But like, if you think like, you know, like I'm like, if you think about it, like I'm mopping this floor so I can have my floor clean, you know? So look, the floor looks, think about how nice the floor will look. And then like at the end, like yeah. you feel like a sense of accomplishment in that like, look how clean it looks, you know, like <laughs> look, look at what I did. And I'm like, yeah. even for like the littlest things, like looking at like maybe cleaning your phone and like looking like, oh man, like my phone was looking so dirty. Like look how clean it looks. And like finding like the pride and like the happiness and like, those little things that you do, which like might not be like a big deal. Like is really just, I feel like how like you stay fulfilled and how like you like, like form joy and like happiness in like your day-to-day -day life. Cause I mean, it's easy to just like move on and just like do one thing after another and just like mm. with no appreciation, but like looking at like the little things that you do in your life and like the little like tedious things is really how you like get fulfilled with your life. Yeah. There's something, um, with that that is that enjoying the little things well the all things lead to you who you are everything you do is a adds to a piece of who you are as a person so why be so passive why not engage in the experience you know presently um that's a it's an interesting way to look I mean, because you can say the it's the little things so you you know brushing your teeth when you shower, you know, hanging up your, I mean, showering and then also hanging up a towel versus leaving it on the floor. The little, the little things and like making your bed versus not um, cleaning up your room versus not, or, or making sure you exercise. There's, there's little things that, um, but just the, that, that can really define little experiences, but the, the broader picture is the accumulation of that. And I think understanding that, that again is the two sides of it is look at everything from above, which you get a general picture, but then you look at the individual experiences you're having, the experiences in, in depth. Um, it's, it's more enjoyable. Um, you can also associate yeah. with the experience better. Um, yeah. You make, make a lot of good points. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just like all those little things, like, like you said, like form the picture that is like, that is you. And I mean, like you can almost think of it as like investing, like, I guess like in like, in your, like your happiness and like your fulfillment, like, you know, like you do laundry so that like you can have clean clothes and you can look good. I mean, like you mm. shower, you brush your teeth. So, I mean, it's all like, like all these little like caretaking things that like might not have much meaning to you like while you're doing them can like be viewed as like much more and like i think really shape the picture of like who you are and 
add to your like fulfillment. Yeah. I think, um, something that, cause we brought up earlier and I wanted to, um, jump into it cause boy, do I hate it. But, uh, social media, um, and the, the way we see ourselves, um, as individuals, um, and how that image is now, uh, different, I guess, um, with social media, how a lot of people see other people just through their Twitter accounts, their Instagram accounts, their, um, I don't know what else, Facebook, but you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like the, um, but there's also self image of that. Like I got to make my Instagram look good. Um, and it's weird that doing the little things, um, will be a com- will be accompanied or uh, swapped with using the phone and being on social media. And I've noticed that I've had this problem. I still am dealing. I mean, it's not like a, a huge problem, but it's something that I'm addressing that I'm trying to get slowly away from <clears throat> being on my phone and giving myself things to enjoy and, and appreciating the little things. Um, trying to just keep more of a, a smooth wavelength of what I'm doing as, as, uh, as Nico. Um, but it's weird to see social media <clears throat> be something that for me, and I've seen a lot of other people too. I mean, they, they don't, yeah, they don't see themselves in the um, interpersonal way. That is the, 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 the physical way the you talking to me versus me on Snapchat um, or me on Instagram commenting on something. It's, you know, it's, um, but it's flawed. It's very, it's very, uh, it's very flawed. Hold on. All right. Um, so I was bringing up the idea of like the image that is you and with regards to social media and a, Another thing I um, brought up before this or between when we paused was um, another thing that social media, uh, I guess, gives us, but we don't really want is um, an oversimplification of a person through their accounts. And, um, and so jumping to conclusions on a person because maybe you didn't like a tweet they said or don't like what team they're on or party they're in or tribe they're part of. And so um, that's just another thing with regards to social media that we see that is so easy to point out about someone, but is so not reflective of the entire picture. Um, And there's obviously there's situations where maybe there, I mean, no, it's, it's not always, it, you can't get the full picture of a person just from their Twitter account. Even if they're the most active person on Twitter, I just don't see, that speaks to a lot of who they are, but it doesn't speak to the entire thought process of that person, unless you literally lived through Twitter. But other than that, the image of that, that, is, that is that person is never accurate. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's interesting. I mean, like how much weight we should be attributing to like how we uh, judge somebody or how we like, I guess like how we think of them is like due to social media and how much like we should allocate to social media. Uh-huh. Cause I mean, like obviously when you meet somebody for like the first time and like 
you talk with them, like, you, you think they're friendly. I mean, like, a logical next step is, like, the social media connection, you know? Mm-hmm. Those through, like, Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Snapchat. And, <laughs> yeah, Snapchat, obviously. First things first. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but it's interesting. I mean, it's just, like, what, like, how much should you attribute? Like, it's after you have a conversation and you, and you really like somebody and then you see their social media that, like, has an image that, like, you don't like, like, what should you really, like, move on from there? You know, like, should you, like, let social media kind of, like, dictate who you decide to be friends with? Like if you're somebody who posts a lot and there's somebody you're with somebody who doesn't post like at all, like does that like dictate who you want to be friends with or who you want to like hang out with or the content of their posts and things like I mean it's it's like an, it's it's interesting that like social media like adds a whole nother like aspect to how we like exist. conduct ourselves. Yeah, yeah exist. Yeah. I mean how we conduct ourselves socially, I mean like I've seen people just like for like 20 minutes taking photos which yeah. I mean like it's just like yeah like maybe those photos are just you know like for you so you could like reminisce but like probably, <laughs> probably not. not yeah probably that's a substantial not. amount of time 20 minutes for an Instagram picture and then yeah I, I remember I like it too it's just ridiculous yeah like I I did like I biked to Georgetown the other day uh from my house and like I was like sitting on a bench by like the waterfront, you know, like uh, yeah. next next to uh, Virginia, and there are these like girls like in high school. They were literally just like posing there, like taking photos for like like twenty to thirty minutes an hour. Oh my just, god! And I was just wondering, like, what like what are you doing? <laughs> it was just, what are you just, thinking about that is so rationalizing that so much like invested in that experience? And you're like, it's, yeah, let me just take pictures with my friends and that's it. You're like, let's get this pose and this pose and let's, yeah. It's the, it's like you're in, it's, it's strange because like you're investing your time in like, like curating this, like a almost, false like, trail. Yeah. This like artificial image that like, yeah. is that like really like, like, I mean, like you can take a photo of you like on vacation, like, uh-huh with mountains or something but like i don't know like are, are you there for the mountains or are you there to take a photo of you with the mountains like are you there to like like really like see experience. like yourself yeah. like experience it or are you there to like make it have seem, it later have it for later yeah yeah make it Just, make it seem like you're experiencing it to like yeah add like an aspect of your personality which might not be literal but it's like it's on social media so it's oh. like it's like it's interesting like it's interesting that the tie between like your account and your actual identity that it's just Mm -hmm. like because i mean which like where's the where's the line if there even is one i mean like if because i mean people judge each other by like social media accounts so i mean it's like how much should you be investing in like portraying yourself good to like other people as opposed to like objective action which is like unedited, maybe. Maybe you you're open about it. There's so many different ways of that too. Yeah, but it's like it's very real. I mean, like I'm sure you do this too. Like you look up people who you've just met, like on social media. Let me and see if I a, can see their Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you'll make and you'll make a judgment, and based on like their posts, and it's. Yeah, I mean, it, but it's hard. It's easy to do that. Um, 
And that's why I tried to do it because it's hard to not make a judgment. You sit on it. You just see them like, okay, this is what they might look like when I see them. But I'm going to keep, it's easier to, it's easier to just, yeah, have that image and be able to hold on to it and then have it be, um, have it fail you too, expecting certain things of someone. So I try to not with social media, allow my image of that person be totally portrayed by that first Instagram look um, until I meet them. And it's, it's not easy because you have this like, all right, they were, I don't know. You just see an Instagram picture and it's, it's, you have this information or whatever. And, and then, yeah, it doesn't necessarily add to them, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I think you try not to, but yeah, yeah. There's like a like a sub like a subconscious aspect too. Like I mean, I certainly like like I mean I like obviously like you try not to judge people, but I mean it is like it is what they're doing. Like yeah. they're putting they're putting those photos out there. Like they're agreed. I mean, and, there's a, you're like, allowed. There's granted a level of judgment because it's supposed to be a social media, so you are inputting you your your thoughts on this, that, and the other, and the way you want them to be on social media. You know. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes it's like surprising to me that like people who I meet and I talk with and then I like I, I know like have like these very like distinct presences in my mind on who they are as a person and when I see them have like very different I guess like mm-hmm. portrayals on like it's disappointing social media. It's it's disapp- it's almost confusing. It's almost yeah. Just, like, it is confusing. Kinda, like, it is confusing. Like, like, like oh you're this like, you're you so doing? like maybe this person is very um, expressive in their um, words. Maybe they say a lot of stuff. Maybe they post a lot of stuff. Maybe they post a lot of a specific scenario and maybe they always, maybe they're a model. Maybe they're, it's like, there's all these variations of this type of uh, presence you could have. Um, But then, and it's usually with these, these more um, popular people is the, that presence is kind of seen through them more and more because they have to tailor it more to the people who they follow and want to have be following. I mean, want, who, who follow them and who they want to be following them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like um, just like a, just a, like a snowball effect of just like almost like inauthenticity and like, and I guess kind of like showcasing. Cause I mean, like, obviously like you're going to want to, if you're going to post a photo, like most people, like I'd say like 99% of people want to look good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you, like you want to like, there's, there's some people who like, we just post like, I mean, like a funny photo yeah. or like something, but like you're putting, like, I I'd say it's very rare to find somebody who like legitimately does not care about like people's reaction to your post. Like, there's a level of you that wants to have some sort there has to be, I mean, there's, there's like people who say, um, <clears throat> make like hashtag make Instagram casual again. And then, and so you'll see them posting, just they'll call it'll, it'll be like camera roll dump and they'll just throw out pictures or something. And, and there's no, there's no doctoring of them other than the fact that they took the picture and that's mm-hmm. fine. But I even think, I think even then I agree with you, but I was saying even then they, uh, these people, still are trying to make a point that is trying to make Instagram casual again. And so by doing that, they want 
people to know that they want people to see that they want you to be like, yeah, no, true or not. And be like, nah, I don't think so. So there's, there's ways you can go about that too. Um, yeah. And I mean, from like a psychology standpoint, I mean, like looking at social media, like you can like really like, that's how people like want to be perceived. Mm. You know, like, like, it's like making, like meeting somebody, making a first impression. There's like a ton of things going into like how you see them, how like you recognize them. It's like a, a million different factors, but like posting like a photo of yourself is such a controlled environment. Exactly. It's like such a, like a limited view of like what you like what you show and what you say. So it's just like you're pretty much like making the image for yourself that you want, you know? Mm. As opposed to like letting like people like I mean make their own judgments, which is like a little it's it's interesting and I mean like I don't know if it's like completely negative and that like people have an opportunity to like try and put an an image out for themselves that they like that they want to be you know how they want to be seen as like you have an opportunity to like tell other people yeah tell other people exactly yeah just tell and show other people like how you want to be perceived but like a lot of times like it's inauthentic and like people like look at that and like they'll see like you having like an amazing time or something and that kind of leads to like insecurity and like the need to like yeah show other people like hey look i'm having a great time too you know exactly this is kind of like this back and forth like snowballing accumulation where it's just like who can look the happiest you know like look like yeah i I don't see it as i i agree with that it's like who has who's having the most fun right now (laughs) so it's and and yeah it's seen as a competition a lot but it's also like well i don't know if it's a competition yeah that that, exactly i didn't think it it was more of a more of a just a insecurity echo chamber in a sense almost and but in the in the opposite way because an echo chamber is like yes yes i mean you're looking for it you're looking for the echo chamber because that's what social media a lot of social media is twitter is a big echo chamber if you do it the right way if you follow the same type of people you will just receive an echo chamber and because they all agree with you and that's what people do it's a huge yeah, thing and i mean it's like it's interesting to think about like the idea of like finstas you know like, yeah. like fake instagrams that like people like and obviously finstas are like tend to be you know like not many followers like and they post like it's the more, more frequently and like less yeah. doctored photos but the fact that like people feel the need to have one to be like to be like i need like this is like posts that i could be posting but like i need to keep this separate from the image that i portray you know just to like the, the most people like the yeah idea that, like i need to keep this like my this is my out, circle you know, like, yeah it's like you have a circle yeah. here and then you have a greater circle that is your main instagram and yeah. it's the nucleus of of what people are seeing on your social media account mm-hmm and just like the need to keep that like very controlled, very doctored, and then like have this other account where you can just be free almost on a social media sense. Yeah. I mean, you get to do it. You can post whatever you want if you want to do it like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, it's, it's interesting. It's doctored. Like, I mean, I try not to buy into that stuff, but like, hard not to something. Yeah. I mean, when I post something like, yeah, I mean, I think like, do I look good? Like, I mean, like I, I think about it. I mean, I try not to care about it, but it's like, it's hard not to. I mean, it's like, it's easy to say like, oh, like social media is dumb, you know, like (sighs) I don't care about, I don't care about that stuff, but it's like, 
it is like it is like part of your identity you know it's a lot a lot of times how people like make you know like impressions of you Mm -hmm. it's such a such a weird thing as well in that it occupies a lot of people's time and so that part of the identity too kind of what i was thinking about um and that there's this like the neuroplasticity how your brain is always shifting and changing um but there's i mean it's generally in a homeostatic uh state but when it when you do something enough times like sit on your phone for hours and hours on so on instagram twitter um there's a there's changes in your brain that go on that add to the identity of who you are um as seen through social media and that's something that i feel like i have tried to avoid as much as i can which is hard i mean i'm bored sometimes man i mean i'm not working on the ranch as of now and i'm I'm gonna be heading back soon i'm excited for that but not working and not having anything to do makes it very easy to just sit on twitter and obviously i'm not i'm not someone who tweets a lot but someone who does tweet a lot it's easy to do a lot because you just type whatever you think and then you throw it out there um and instagram obviously it's much more it's, it's still a form of doctrination twitter in that you've t- you only tweet what you want and you retweet and all that stuff when you want but there's a doctoring on on instagram that is also with well and now like a, a change occurring i guess in, in people's time consuming on instagram as well in that it's seen as just pictures some caption but mainly the picture or video on instagram and so it's so it's the easiest thing because you're seeing something you're hearing something and uh that's you're, you're getting two things at once which is the when you're watching a video which is why youtube is also i think still by far the greatest like the highest used um social media because it's just videos because it can consume you fully um versus instagram can too in a sense and then twitter can too but it's a lot more about the words on twitter and the words are stupid man the, the it can be it's yeah it can be so um just self-indulging there's no opportunity for a a nuance in these in this dichotomy that is and may i guess the biggest thing is politics man i mean democrats versus republicans are conservatives and liberals or conservatives and progressives um and then and how that it's like you can only be one or you can only be the other you can't be or you switch but you can't go back you can't just say you're on both sides. If you say you're on both sides, you're a centrist. So they're just putting, there's a lot more of uh, name putting on things when it comes to Twitter um, because there's words being used. They're just trash talking or whatever. Just yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it's making, it's like it's jumping to conclusions with like limited information. I mean, it's like, if you ask anybody to like identify like, themselves like nobody will like just like can't like a very i guess like almost nobody will like give you their social media account and be like this is me yeah you know like this is like this is like i mean like a lot of times like like i said like the impression you get from social media is like it's so doctored and so controlled that it's just like it's only a small piece of the puzzle yeah and it's and it's like and it's certainly an impression and it certainly plays a role and i mean it definitely should but it's it's like it's interesting that like that can be your only impression of somebody or like you can make such judgments 
this about uh, about someone just solely based on like those small like things that you see. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like kind of it's kind of strange because you're given limited like from like a user of social media, you're given like limited opportunities because like, you don't obviously you like you can only post. Well, I guess you could theoretically post all the time, but you don't. But it's mm-hmm. like, how can I like curate my image? with these like public displays on this like social media platform yeah i mean i don't know it's just it's a it's a strange thing i mean it's it's done like it's it's amazing in a lot of ways and it's but it's also like i don't know very strange in a lot of ways too very strange yeah and i mean i don't like i don't know i i mean i i like i'm i i go on instagram a decent amount but like i I don't know. I don't post very often. Probably approaching the one year mark. I should probably post again. Let people, mm. let my followers know that I'm still alive. Yeah. You know? Scheduling so. your posts. <laughs> I'm alive still. <laughs> just, uh, just heads up, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just like, I don't know. There's like nothing I really feel like. It's just like, okay, I want people to see this. Yeah. You know? It's like showing them, going up to someone and showing them your phone. It's like, look. Look at what I like. That's check basically how you're check this out. It's like, it's, it's what they're seeing though on their phone. But if they follow you, it's such a weird, and they chose to follow you, you know, you get the choice to not follow too. Yeah. But then there's also like the, the also within social media, the fact that it's social means there's pressures. So for example, I could post all the time, but if I did, I mean, if, if there's, I would get, I would get like wrecked maybe. I think, I think if I just tweeted everything I ever thought, um, there'd be things that would get shut down because I don't think the right, like I don't think correctly all the time as, and I, I have ideas come into my head and I'm like, nah, but that was weird. <laughs> and then leave it alone. And that's something that um, self-control has earned me being 20 years old. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, a, it's a weird form of communication in that like, oh, yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't know if, like, you know this, but, like, I mean, like, or you've been, you, like, people have, like, told it, but I've, like, talked to people who have, like, done these public posts on social media with, like, the intention of, like, one person seeing it, you know? Oh, I mean, I know about that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's just ridiculous. I mean, it's, like, it's, kind of, it's a ridiculous thing to do. I mean, it's, well. Oh, it's so pointed. Why would you? Like, it's It's like flashing yourself in the mall. So that's one person sees you, but everyone you're, you're on a date and you flash the person you're on a date with, but everyone else also sees it at the same time. And so, yeah, I mean, it's kind gotta, of like, uh, so weird. It's kind of like in a, an inevitable form of like individual communication. Like, I mean, like if you like, if you just broke up with someone and like, you're like looking to show them like, Oh my gosh, look, I want to show them that I'm out having fun. Like, I look good. Photo. Yeah. yeah. You can post a photo, like not tag them or anything with the intention of them seeing it. Or if like, I mean, it's, I, I mean, I think that's kind of interesting in the fact that like, it's kind of like almost like diluted communication between like, you can post something with the intention of like a target audience, even though you have all these like followers that are seeing it too. You know? Yeah, I agree. Um, this is annoying. 
This is really – she is losing her mind. Yeah, I think – Ladies and gentlemen, that is my dog, Lucy. She's going a little bit beyond her target audience too. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if my family can deal with that. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing, um, social media, in that um, – someone get Lucy. Sorry. There we go. So, it, with regards to um, – the the perspective of um social media with regards to like um public figures too considering that i'm not one i'm glad i'm not one really i don't really care yet i could i could be one and like i don't know i'd i'd work to be one but i wouldn't want to be one now 20 years old i'm so underdeveloped i don't know jack shit about life i don't need to be super famous too along with that and so but listen, listen to the podcast yeah. but listen to the podcast hey no no you don't have to i mean you listen to the pod- i see even with regards to the podcast on social media like i post a picture on a separate instagram at dwai underscore neeks on instagram to follow yeah if you want <laughs> and then i will post a story of the picture of the, I mean, I, I post a story on my like larger Instagram, my regular Instagram. Um, a, I would post the post on my story, um, and that's it. I just fuck off after a while. Yeah, and I mean, like even like this this podcast, you could kind of think of as being like social media to an extent. It like, is. It is an interesting one. It's like a it's a variation of it because you're still interacting, but it's focused. It's just you and me. And then I give it to everyone else. Check this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's like, couldn't you just have this, like, wh- like, what would be the difference if you just had this podcast and then you just like, you didn't post it to anything and then you just like kept at it. it. Well, then I'm just listening. You know, it's, it's who's listening to it is my question. Is that kind of the argument with like posting a, or taking a picture and not just saving it, but posting it? Yeah, like, why would you, like, which pictures do you, like, take a photo and you decide, like, I'm just going to save this one for me, for memories or whatever? I'm most. You know, that, that's, that's a thing. And, yeah. Like, which, which photos are you going to, like, take and be like, I'm trying to post these? Like, how do you make that decision? You know, like, which photos are just photos and which photos are to post? Like, I'd, like, that's, like, a, like, really, like, how do you make that decision? Is it just, like, you're in, like, the mood? Like, oh, man, like, maybe I should... <laughs> post something like and like maybe honestly, i should like, post something like what's what's the decision making behind that like what goes through like i mean as a we're both i mean we're both on social media we both yeah. like post things like yeah like what like why do okay why do you take uh, decide to post certain photos as opposed to just taking a photo and then just keeping it that i was i've been thinking about as you talked about this um and i would say it's cause it's either blatantly, obviously like a good picture that I took of myself <laughs> and I just like, yeah, yeah okay. I want you to see this picture. I, yeah. it's probably one of the better pictures I have of myself. Um, or it's not, I've had, I mean, like there's also other situations where it's just a picture I think is different than what is usually about me in my day-to-day life. I was like, this is worth, this is cool. So I'll take, I'll post it. And there's not much behind it. Like I love reading the comments 
because they're my friends mostly. You know, it's it's people who are nice to me. <laughs> I'm not getting the no one's getting hated. None. <laughs> like it's not, it's not like I force it either. Just I mean, I no nothing really happens. So I don't care. But I like looking at them, and um, and even if they were negative, like okay, and then what? <laughs> and I get punched in the face for having a bad picture. No, I just like they're not going to do anything. It's just a comment on a picture. Um, but mm. the, other than that, I don't care about the likes. I don't care who likes it. I don't care who sees it, but I treat it as more of like, I, we got something in common, you and me, I'm going to post you. Yeah. I don't know. Or it was for fun. I mean, there's a lot of that too. You? For me, like it'll be kind of in like, I mean, the few times that I have posted, it's been like in retrospect, like, Oh man, like, I should probably post something. Then I'll go and like look for photos. <laughs> and then I've done like, that. Yeah. Yeah. Then like I'll find a photo. I'll be like, all right, this is fine. Like I'll, then I'll post it. And, or awesome. like, um, or I'll go into the photo with the intention to of post. being like, yeah, like I'm going to post something like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if you saw that amazing photo shoot that me and my sister and her friends oh, yeah. did on the beach, you know, with all of our, naturally blonde hair from you know the sun luscious you know, blonde sunlight. hair yeah from sunlight all in our Jeez. matching blue shirts yeah but yeah we went i went into that with the intention of like okay i'm probably gonna post this and yeah this, and i think i just i don't think people like i mean like when you're on social media and you're like swiping through you don't really think about you know like what went into the decision of other people to post their photos you know yeah you just you just kind of see it and you're just like, Oh, like that's what they're doing. Like, wow, they look good. You know, Mm -hmm. I think if like you stop and you like, you think about like, okay, this is the process I go through when I'm thinking about posting a photo. Like, and you think about that for other people too. It's kind of like, I feel like it almost like humanizes it and like kind of like makes it seem that like, okay, like it's not just like, yeah, like this is like, this is like a snapshot of your life. That, you know, just, like, yeah. happen to go through, like, this is you making a conscious effort to, like, take this photo, look at this, like, go through yeah. the proper channels and then post it. Which I think, like, I mean, is helpful. And it kind of, like, avoids, sometimes avoids that, like, whole, like, insecurity, like, insecure snowball effect of just, like, Yeah, well, the humanization look- is a big part, is that you, uh, when you humanize it, it's... It's like, oh, what would they think? And it's not, it's not supposed to be. I mean, there's always, this is the annoying thing. Once we bring up like an analogy of, of something that exists in, in nature or life is like, for example, the dichotomy of everything is that there is also the overthought of, of what someone would think. And so you, there is, okay, what would they think? Okay, I don't, maybe I don't care this time. Maybe I do care. And there's, oh my God, what? is going on like what is going to happen if they don't like this picture and how am i what am i going to do to get as much of their attention as possible and this is and it's so focused there's like the middle where is like or there's the far side of that which is i don't care what anyone thinks and then there's the middle part where it's like okay what would they think oh they eh, maybe okay maybe not and then they and then regardless you you do what you do I mean, not regardless, like you, you do what you do with that information. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the humanization aspect of it that um, 
having finding that balance and not um you know relying entirely on the the uh the the i guess the consequences or effects of what you um put out because regardless i mean it's like talking just in general not recorded conversation but if i were to just go up to you and talk i'm doing because i want to talk to you you know i don't just talk i mean right if i need to that that's also but i, I want to because i need to and so there's 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 always a logic there but i'm saying more in general like there's with um there's an intent is what it is with um mm-hmm both posting and also having uh, some doing things you, you having that intent some people will lose that i mean with instagram there's just i'm just mindlessly putting up everything that i want to put up all the videos i have of myself and all the pictures i have of myself and the pictures i have of my dog or whatever and you just throw it up that's there's a that's just you making it your personal page and that's it and that's fuck go ahead but then there's also like what do I want? Pe- what do I think people want me to see? Want to see of me? Um, and then just basing it all on that, you know, there's that middle ground of finding that that gets lost. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, I'm still like, I, I, I like thinking about this, like, I'm, I kind of like, it's kind of interesting. Like, I just don't like what goes into people's like heads before like they post something, you know? Like, I mean, yeah. it's like you, especially now, like when you see like like tweets and stuff like because like also you need to be like like you need to be careful about like what you say and what you put on social media because like it's you know it's permanent there's consequences to your actions yeah and i mean the whole thing now with like cancel culture and like all that all that stuff like i mean like people like are like have gotten in trouble and have their like careers ended like based Mm -hmm. on like what they've said on like this like public platform yeah some sort of platform it's it's really sad to see with some people but it's consequences too there is consequence to some extent there's consequences to your actions but it's also it's if people are on thin ice now people worry imagine a, a a social media platform where you could throw up anything you want and nothing comes of it except that you posted it and that that's it there's no you just exist in this like flow state of social media that it sounds like a utopia in a sense it's reddit you just put up a name and you just there's that's it it can be twitter it's just yeah it's i I guess weird it's a less respected form of social media though because there's less verification there's less identity there's just more a computer putting up words on a platform versus nico Nico's Instagram putting a picture on Instagram. There's that element. Yeah, I mean that like so that like social media like I mean I don't even know like that like that that would be just like so like far from like what could ever happen because I mean that just like like there's like this weird balance between carefulness and carelessness of like when people are like overly careful on what they put on social media and then like people also like put things on social media that they would never say mm-hmm. or never do because like they don't have that like you know like that face-to-face whole like um like pause and like you know the, the whole thing with like cyberbullying, people say things and do things on like on online that they just like would never like death threats and like things like that like people do that like 
through like online and social media when like they just would never do that in person as opposed to like people who are like more conservative about what they post and like only post things like very sparingly and, and are careful about what they say. So it's like, it's a weird balance in how like social media has affected like different types of people. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I try to stick to what I know, which is pictures I like that don't piss off anyone. That's not like, there's never, there's something about with the intent thing um, that, that it has an effect on it. It has an effect on, um, our intent to post um, and how we see that, you know, we, my intent is different from yours. You're like, I just looked for a picture and I put it up. Um, that's, I've done that, which is fun. It's just like, Oh, okay. I'm going to do it now. And then versus the other where you go in knowing that you're going to post something. And so there's that too. Um, but it's not like the driving force of that kind of thing, which is weird it's a weird thing for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Social media, man. It's a weird topic. You watch the social, social, uh, dilemma, correct? Social dilemma. Yeah. The social network, social networks, the movie with, um, freaking name. Jesse Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And Justin Timberlake. But um, yeah. Social Dilemma is a documentary on Netflix. It's uh, no, insane. It. You need to watch it. I thought I for some reason when you when we said we were going to talk about social media, it you got to watch that. <laughs> it's it's a very interesting uh, and very real take on um, social media and what it's doing to society and well its effect on society, the consequences of social media, both good and bad. But it's mainly the dilemma, so the negative more. Um, it's, it's more, yeah. more, more grabby. Yeah. But it's, it's good. It's really good. They do a good job of it. They talk about the psychology of it, which is really cool because they tap into a part that is the psycho like it's generally the psychology of attraction, which is keeping you attachment to a phone and to, so finding ways to tap into something that you will keep using um, for extended periods of time. So ads, specific like directed ads directed posts your explore page um you, the the tweets you see the uh you, the the youtube videos you see the recommended stuff like that all of it has a has, there is a a constant confirmation bias on social media there unless you follow unless you look at all these range of videos which um hard to do when you have just this the next thing you look at is the the same thing you watch but maybe like it's on the same topic for example if you are a neo-nazi you do you could watch hours of nazi videos if you click on one and you just sit there on the recommended i haven't done it but i could bet you did if you if you you do well even like with i post when i look on youtube i'm gonna get the recommended similar things i always do it depending on what i look up and that's something that the social dilemma taps into and what i notice in social media and um, I was like, well, yeah, why hasn't he talked about this? But with psychology, a huge aspect of it is, is tapping into this, this um, it's the dopamine receptors really is in, in, um, in that you just keep getting a yes, a yes, 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 a yes. You're so right. Yeah, absolutely. Clapping you on and, and, and watching the same things that you want to see because 
the algorithm's good. That's a good job. It's making a model of you. That's the whole idea. You should watch it. I'm going to stop talking about it on uh, the more yeah. uh, plot sense. But it's definitely, it's, it's something that wakes a lot of people up. Like I, saw, I, was, I sometimes will laugh when I'm uncomfortable. And I started laughing aggressively. I was like, Jesus Christ. It's, it's, do, it's done such a good job of entailing the entire um, what's like leading up to this and, and portraying it in a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I think kind of on that like social media tracking basis, I think it's kind of funny when like conspiracy theorists are so like concerned about, you know, like they say like microchips being in like the COVID vaccine. Like <laughs> it's just like, dude, like you've got the tracker already in your pocket, man. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. like they're already like monitoring like your behavior, your habits. Like, I mean, you're already being like tracked and like yeah. listened to. I mean, like, like if people like hold the things like, yeah, I was like talking about this one product and then all of a sudden like ads will come up, you know, it's like, exactly. It's, it's weird. You're already being like so tracked and like, so I don't know. It's, it's strange to think about. I mean, you can, I guess I'm, I'm kind of more just like at peace with it that like, I mean, I know that it's happening. Like I'm not yeah. really sure what they're going to do with all that information about me, but I guess if they, if they want it they got it yeah there's something about that that like left some people nervous like it leaves me wary it doesn't leave me i'm not just cool with it knowing that there's a there's a i there's another type of me that exists that is not that inaccurate um you know it's not it's not a great feeling because um it's another me like I'm, i'm just me you can you're not doing it right yet um they and i think the possibility is that they will at some point i just how quickly no idea can't can't tell you because it's the future we don't know that shit that's another uh, yeah it's the whole thing with like westworld i mean you know like yeah yeah westworld yeah, like season season three or whatever like they people like the whole idea was like using your social media well yeah kind of like your social media and like looking and monitoring your habits to kind of recreate you, mm-hmm. you know, it's that, that whole thing. It's like, are you really like, and I mean, even from like Instagram and social media, like, and me even like doing Google searches and looking at YouTube videos, like, is that, is that really me? Like that might be like mm-hmm. what I like to buy, like what I like to look at, but like, is everything about me really just like tapped into my yeah. yeah, yeah, tapped into my phone? Like, I mean, like we, 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 we've said that, you know, like these social media pages, they're like, they're a piece, they're identifying, but like, they're not the whole picture. So, I mean, like, is it just like a tool to like, see what you like to buy and just make targeted ads and like encourage like consumerism and spending? Or is it like, are you really getting like more of a, like a picture? Cause I mean, like if, if the limit is to like FaceTime calls and like looking at that, monitoring that too, I mean, you're getting a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, if you are, you're getting a lot of information, that's for sure. The issue is that there's a lot of people who are um, always on their phone. And so a lot of them is, it's a huge piece of that person. And so they kind of recreate that person under most circumstances. And then we'll guess from there, um, predictable behavior. But when you're more, when you're not on your phone as much, you will have more unpredictable behavior because 
the it's like a self-fulfilling algorithm in that you are uh once you start the it's, it's not stopping i mean you can try to change it and then it just throws into another snowball and it's constantly starting new snowballs every time you change up your that's what it's kind of preparing for is this line of just code that takes you on um as a as a model of a person to see if we can they can make you want the things that we want you to want when you liked them such a weird weird way of thinking about it um yeah i don't know it's a i mean so it's a tricky thing, but I mean, I, I think the benefits of it, of like social media technology, kind of outweigh the uh, downsides. I mean, like, well, I don't know. Like, I mean, if you took away all like, like phones and social media and stuff, like, like it's easy to think about like all the negative things that they do, but like, what about the positive? Like, I mean, like, yeah, right now, like we're we're not in the same. We're not in the same state city, you know, we're we're talking and like making a podcast. I mean, that wouldn't be possible without like technology. Well, zoom existing. It's, it's not even just like social media. It's really technology, the existence of technology because it stems from ways of connecting us. So car, it gets us a place, a plane gets us somewhere. A, uh, um, the phone connects us with the world a uh, computer connects us with the world also and i guess to another level tv connects us with another world that is the entertainment in a sense there's all these things in technology that we use all the time that are light we use a lamp so i can see you and i can connect eye contact with you rather than looking in the dark i um all these things microphone too exactly it just keeps going and so the fact that um we have technology is um is great and the problem is that there is a byproduct that is social media um because it's the easiest form to get the it's the best picture you'll get of someone and it's the easiest way to do it it's you don't have to get up and walk over to someone you just sit there and they're like okay no and then move on you can do that it's very easy it's stupid i don't recommend it but it's easy it's very easy to just jump to a conclusion and uh, and see that entire picture from from social media. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, like when you think about it, like I guess our social media is kind of like I mean, I, I feel like we're getting more pointed to the idea of just jumping to conclusions and just making like quick decisions about like people. I mean, like you look at Tinder. I mean, it's literally just like yeah, yes, no. Like here's three pictures, like yes, no. You know, yeah, I mean it's just like a, it's just it's, pictures in a bio, in a short bio. Yeah. Well, I mean I I've got a whole, you know, huge essay in mind. I don't know, I don't no. know about yours, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean it's yeah, it's literally just like um it's about like quickness and like technology's made like a lot of things easier, but like should it like should like jumping like should like making friends be easier you know like no is that really like is that really the way we like we want to go about like should like yeah should life you know, life like, should, should well it, be easier the point yeah. is that technology has come to like made life easier so why don't we make life easier by making life easier by not talking to each other and it's like why would you do that why would you not want to I, I agree with you absolutely it's such a weird like yeah it's amazing yeah. to have some things easier but i think like some things 
are like kind of so valuable is because they're hard you know mm-hmm. like school I mean, school's not supposed to be easy it's supposed to be a relatively yeah. difficult task that is taking on your mental strength in in whatever subject and area of of expertise you want to have to I an mean, extent think, it should be like technology i think has done like amazing things for like learn i mean look at khan academy look look at yeah, all these like exactly all these all these resources for like wikipedia i think, I think like, yeah wikipedia. i donated to wikipedia the other day i was just like i use them for everything they yeah. are <laughs> <laughs> dude but, they um, may, he, it's like the f- fifth largest website in the world um it's like google youtube and then two others maybe it's a third largest i don't know but it's up there like it's very it, it used to have like a whole he is an interesting um the guy who started it he's on a podcast the how i built this podcast i mentioned earlier and he has a really interesting conversation about that and how it's it's the wiki is like the internet's the open internet um and pd obviously it's like encyclopedia it's just a source of information and um they used to have, I'm going on a tangent here, but it used to have like a, a, a dense process, but it now is more, it's just very open on, on overall um, what they put on the website because it's always being checked and it's always being used. So it's a great self-correcting cycle of information being and facts of ideally um, spreading through uh, the internet. So that's done some, a beautiful job of that. I mean, you can find out anything about, I quickly just looked up Aristotle or um, Socrates, uh, just the, the Fido. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, just yeah. quickly looked up on Wikipedia and just f- read it and understood a little bit about it. And something like that is, does a good job. Um, there's also yeah, flaws I mean, in it. There's also the, the, the fact that it's so open, there's flaws too. There's a, there's a, there's misinformation that exists and that's kind of where we're at now with so much information in the world. The, mm-hmm. the era of the post information era, someone, po- someone posed to me, I was like, to some extent, fake news is something that just gets tossed around. I mean, it's a heavy word, but it like you hear it all the time now talking about fake news, talking about, um, what the fake news is. It's like, so drowning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing how easy, like it is to just like find information about things. And like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it's making things like, uh, like unbelievably accessible and that like we can do, you know, like, like people like not that long ago to like, if you were going to do a research paper, like you'd go to the library and you start like looking through books. And I mean, like, that just you know like i mean it's so easy now just like sit in front of your laptop and just like type a few words in and then all yeah. of a sudden you've got like pulling from like all like like databases like about like the best things like it's almost like when like like when you go on like a college tour they say like oh our library has like i don't know like two million volumes or something crazy like yeah that. and it's just like i always think like okay that's like that's cool but like i'm probably not gonna like Use all of them. Are, yeah. like, I haven't used a single one. Like, I mean, like, there's not a single book in the library that I've like I've taken out. Like, I mean, maybe if I was like a specific, maybe like a geography, like a geography major or something, to use the atlases would be nice. But it's just yeah. like, it's just you don't really 
even need it anymore. It's just like, it's, no, it's all on, online. Yeah. You can find it now. You can find a book or a scripture or an excerpt of a book. Um, yeah. Pretty easily on social media. And, and I mean, I'm also like biased to the fact that like, like movies and film would only really be possible like through technology. And I mean, like that's, well, that's true. Say pro- yeah. I mean, that's like my probably, well, I mean, if you like think about it basically enough, I mean, art itself is like most art forms like need technology. Like, you know, like yeah. even painting, you need somebody to invent the paintbrush. Or actually, I guess exactly. Paint. But, but still, but, um, even that, you know, there's things that need to exist through technology. Technology is also not just like electrically run or gas run or something like that. It's also just um, a tool that was yeah, made I mean, from it. You know, it was made from a machine. Yeah, yeah, paintbrush. I mean, like exactly, or just like paint. I mean, that's like this. We think of technology as being like you know tech, but like I mean, yeah, obviously it's all that stuff too. And I mean, like it's allowed like us, like uh, social media is kind of a product, but it's allowed like expression to get to like such an extent that now we can like, we can express ourselves like visually through, you know, movies. to like in acting and to like, and all these like other amazing like forms. I mean, it's like, and like video games, like, I mean, it's like, when you think about it, it's like, it's allowing us to like express and like experiment like complex ways which is like like i I think like a really positive like product of it and i mean like i love movies like i mean it's like it's like i think it's so cool that like we're able to like do things like that i mean like it's basically like even like art is considered like cinematography is literally just like moving the camera yeah you know it's like literally like how we use technology to capture like reality image yeah, is considered like an art form. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it's amazing that like all these like, re- like these expressionistic ways are just getting more and more complex, like through the ages, uh, through the yeah. ages of like technology. There's, um, it was good that you, you switched to movies. Cause I was actually, I had an interesting, um, like thought about, well, not, I mean, it's, it's weird to notice, but it's probably, it's probably uh, apparent nowadays that, television tv shows are um and series a lot of those two are starting to dominate the uh industry of viewership uh that is versus movies and other stuff entertainment wise i mean tv show like people binge tv shows all the time watching movies not so much um and yeah you know stop pause here all right and so we um i was saying that um a lot of tv show tv shows have started um dominating viewership as of late and um yeah well as parker you being a uh, a big supporter of movies and viewer of movies um it doesn't it seems like that would probably bother you um what do you th- what is your kind of opposition to that um, I mean, I don't know if it bothers me. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, I think it definitely is the golden age of television and that like movie theaters are like expensive 
going to see a movie and I mean it's leaving your house which a lot yeah. of people don't want don't want to have to do so I mean yeah. like TV shows and I mean TV shows are easy to binge and it's like I mean I think there's there I mean I think there's been some fantastic like television shows I think I mean Game of Thrones is amazing I think Big Little Lies on HBO is also amazing mm, I've seen that I don't know yeah, if you okay. Yeah, I don't know if you saw The Undoing. Uh, I've not watched it yet, but I've I've seen it. I've seen some of it. It's it is amazing. Dude, mm-hmm. it's so so good. Um, also, uh, The Wire on HBO, and I've watched I, I just, and yeah. The Sopranos too. Yeah, I mean, amazing, amazing like television shows. Yeah. That that I mean, and it's the golden age of television. They're making more and more like high-profile actors are switching to TV, like Nicole Kidman, and I mean Hugh Grant. And I think it's interesting, though, that, like, when you think about, like, a lot of people, like, nowadays, when you ask, like, to watch a movie, they say, like, oh, I don't have the patience, you know, to, like, sit through a whole movie. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, like, an interesting thing that, like, people, like, don't have the patience to sit through, like, maybe two hours or whatever, if it's the case of the Irishman, four hours uh, of of a movie. But, like, you see people like they binge television shows yeah. for like hours and like like six hours, you know, like, like a lot of, I've, like I've seen people, you know, like go through like an entire season of like a television, like almost like 10 hours of footage in like a single day, which is like interesting to think about. And it's cause it's so easy to just sit on your, com- on your bed and just have your computer in front of you or your TV hanging and you just sit there. And you don't have I mean, to do it, anything. It's such a crazy it'd be, thing. It'd be just as easy to watch movies, you know? Yeah, that's and true. I, and I think that, like, what television has done and the reason it's been, like, so successful is it's, like, it kind of caters. I mean, if you look at, like, film throughout, like, history, I mean, like, old film, like, from the 40s, like, if you look at Hitchcock and, like, Casablanca and just like some of the classics compared to like film nowadays, like it's all like it's a lot film nowadays like is a lot more action packed and like caters to like I guess our like shorter attention spans. Like it gets right into the into the action and right into like the, the stuff. Like and it's a lot of times like very thrilling, very action packed. Whereas movies they used to be a lot slower. There's a lot more like talking, just sitting around talking, not a whole lot happening. That like like slowly builds up. And what I think like television does, especially like being able to like binge, is like a television episode is like its own little story. Yeah. You know, in like however long, whether it's 45 minutes or 22 minutes, you know, it's its own little sto- like story. Like there's like you can you can see like an, a plot arc. In that, like, obviously, it's within the context of the television series, within the context of the season, which is exactly. the context of the entire show. But each individual episode has its own little story. Like, if you look at, like, a Game of Thrones episode, like, each episode, you know, has its own, like, its own problem. It's something own, like, that happens, story. you fix it, or yeah. they don't, and then something comes of that. And, yeah, it's a little arc. Yeah, and so I think, like, people with, like, though they don't have the patience to sit through an entire movie because it gets like it's it's obviously it's like an hour and a half to two hours plus yeah almost when a television show like the episode which is much shorter 
has like the same structure, but it's just condensed. No, it is a con- it's an easier to and so, to in, like yeah. involve, yeah. And so, like, you can just watch like multiple episodes because it has it's like its own little like mini movie. It's just like it has the whole arc, the whole structure, yeah. and you're just able to see like over and over. And I, I mean, I'm, as you know, like I'm a big like supporter of movies. I mean, I also I love TV shows. I love like film in general, but like. What I think is like, like more like special about a movie is that like a movie is like kind of a really amazing movie. It's just like amazing in its own right. And like it kind of sits there and it is like it, you know, mm-hmm. you can watch like, I mean, obviously of a TV show, like it's kind of difficult to discern, you know, like what the, um, what is like loved for just like an, episode or love for just like a season as opposed to love for the entire series because mm-hmm. i mean there's like like most tv like pretty much every tv show has like a has different directors for different episodes has like like different writers like, too different, different writers so i mean it's like it's a different like it's a different feel for episode to episode sometimes yeah. and i mean you can love like a single episode but you could hate a series that's true. So you can love like a series, love a series, <laughs> but hate a season. Yeah, and, I mean, you can do that with Game of Thrones. You can do that with, yeah. but like, I just top of the head because I haven't been able to. It's like The Wire. That's one for me. I didn't like. I didn't hate any of the seasons. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even rank them because they're all so good in their own right. So there is levels of of quality. It's easier though, like you said. I to- I agree. It's just like, it's, it's awesome that there is, and this. I mean, I, for me, The Sopranos as well. But it's it's a little harder for, for people to agree with that one. But um, that every episode for me and every season, what, there was nothing I didn't like. I haven't liked in Sopranos so far, but nothing I didn't like in The Wire. I gladly would watch it again because it's such a good show. It does such a good job of just trying to encapsulate an entire situation um whether it was right or wrong whether it has an accurate portrayal of baltimore or not it just is just such a well done show um but with movies what i appreciate about them um is that they try to encap they basically like it's as if you were to take the whole series and then get like the best part of it and that's the movie right there and so you get you get like hours and hours of footage and then you bring it down to two and a half hours and it's the best part of the movie. And for, and it's more, and it's has a lot more going on in that situation. Um, and it's obviously not just like, that's not the analogy exactly. I don't want to just say it's cut from a series, you know, but in the situation mm-hmm. that you have with a show like that, or um, even really bad shows that, that are slow as hell, um, you can still find movies within that. And that's, I think, something you can appreciate. It's like easy to appreciate with with television shows that movies kind of are that two and a half, two and a half hour, or even up to four hour experience of. It's like not having the patience is because it's a slow build, and then once and so you have to enjoy that build because it's a process. It's like enjoying the journey that we were talking about with not just rushing to finish things, but rather to to do the thing right to do it as well as possible to that. And by doing that, you enjoy the process. 
you enjoy you're mm-hmm. most involved in that process yeah and i mean for me specifically like for, i like when i watch like a tv show most of my like desire to keep watching the like the tv show is most of the time like plot based you know like i just like i want to see what happens next you know like and i think like in like tv shows because they're so condensed they just like the real focus is really just the plot and i think with like movies because like it's like okay like this is it you know like obviously yeah. it's like harry potter and like lord of the lord of the rings where it's like multiple but like a lot of times it's like okay like most this is all you're movies, seeing yeah this this is it like we're like gonna do everything we can to do like make like the cinematography as artistic as possible to make the soundtrack as perfect as possible you know and it's just and when it like it all comes together and it's like it's beautiful um, like the director can just like build up you know have it crest and then have it fall like it's just and it's, it's just unbelievable i mean yeah. and it's just like when like a really like a really good movie like at, after i watch it and after it's over like there's no desire of mine you know to like is for like the plot to keep going you know yeah you're satisfied Where, yeah well whereas i say the difference is a really great tv episode Sucks really once you just really wants you just to watch the next one yeah you know? and that, I that, think, that like, plays into the element of the quality of the television show though you know yeah but like that's the goal really of the tv show it's like watch the next episode you know mm, yeah whereas like the movie it is like it is all about just the, like that one film I this mean, is all your, it's a picture almost in the sense compared to what a video it's like you just get the condense but it's this is it this is all you're getting. Yeah. You don't get more. Like, and it's like sometimes, I mean, sometimes movies like end on cliffhangers, but like on a really, like a really good movie, like I come out of it and I'm like, wow, that was amazing. Like I am satisfied, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I think a really great TV show episode, it's like, well, Ooh, like that was really good. I got to see this What's again. Happen I next? See the next one. What's yeah. The yeah. Next one? Exactly. So the whole, cause I mean, the goal of the TV show is to like, to suck you in whereas like yeah. the goal of the movie is just like appreciate this movie to, to Which, suck you in and spit you out <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> exactly it it, it, yeah. it lets you satis- be satisfied with that time period and then just move mm. on yeah, and i, I mean i've never i don't know like i've even the best like tv show episode i've ever seen like doesn't come close to like I asked, going back to like empathy, like making me feel what you know, like an amazing movie, like just makes me feel. Yeah, you know? a, t- a TV show episode hasn't done that. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I guess like there's there's like episodes that are momentous. That's the thing. Yeah, there isn't anything that you you go eh, like this could be this could win an Oscar. This episode alone. There's never. I mean, obviously it's a show, so you're not even thinking in that vein, but. I don't know. That's the thing for the wire for me. I could pick an episode that I just watch again. I I'd rather just randomly do that. I think than some movies, but obviously it depends on the movie. That's another thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So I disagree on that, like that situation, (laughs) but I get, no, but I totally understand it. And I, I vouch for movies. I'd always sit by a movie. I, that's like, I think worth watching. Um, I mean, that's the thing with, some movies and also tv shows is that there's when 
there's a lot not worth watching. And with that, you, um, there's, it's easier with movies because there's a lot of movies um, to find movies that aren't as good versus a TV show. You, you kind of stick on that TV show for a while. So you you don't even look in the next realm. You can obviously do the same thing with TV shows, but I think because you stay, you don't have to deal. You don't have to jump from movie to movie. I don't have to watch nine different movies over the next two, nine days or whatever. I can watch nine episodes of a show. Um, Mm-hmm. that's something that the constant change could be uncomfortable. And I think having some consistent, like I love, I watch one episode at least one to three uh, episodes of the Soprano Sopranos um, a day. I mean, I haven't watched one in the last two days, but usually that's like what I've been doing. And it's, uh, but like over, I mean, one, I'd say, I guess on average overall, because I've like spent time not watching it, but generally that's like, and it's nice just having – I'm following the story along. I'm trucking along, and it's great. I love the show. So it's that's kind of like the side I'm seeing with, with like, like not against movies but for TV shows. And for movies, it's that you're, you're like jumping it's, – it's like one is, one is getting inside out of a, a, a beautiful uh, train, which is shows. And then another one is getting into a spaceship and then going through that spaceship and then coming back down. You don't get back on and off. You can't do that. It's a movie. You go through the whole thing. You're fully committed. And then you, you get out of that, hopefully, ideally alive and moving on. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is something to be said about the, the continuity of, um, of TV shows, which is like almost comforting that like you can get into a show like watch an episode, then watch a season and then know what to expect. You know, that's why people are so devastated when like a season isn't on character or whatever, because it's not like what they expect of to be, you know, that, that show. And yeah, I mean, I like found like continuity in, I guess, following directors of like, uh, of, of movies and that like, yeah, I when, like when I like most of the time when I, go to see a movie by a certain director, I sort of know what to expect. Like, cause I know like this director does this, you know, does this like, and I like watched all their movies and yeah. I, I know what to expect. And that's why, I mean, for me, it's like disappointing when like a movie is not really on par with like their past movies. Kind of like, I mean, but yeah, I mean, TV shows are, they're easy, they're comforting and like you can just, and just grind it out and you can skim through it. too yeah that's one thing you can kind of sit on your phone throughout a whole show you're not really if you do that in a movie you lose it you lose the the touch the feeling of actually being in that movie but yeah and that's um, that's the thing the, the tv yeah. shows are just like i can just really you know like not all of them but you know generally you can yeah. do that yeah Knowing that yeah. you have more shows to watch, more episodes to watch. Yeah. yeah. Just getting like a sense of the plot. Like there's the, the importance of just having like the one movie, like, you know, everything you see, you're being shown for a very specific reason. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the camera, like the camera's being moved very, very deliberately. Like everything in front of you has been placed there. Like deliberately. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's interesting. But, mm-hmm. I mean, movie theaters are, not really much of a thing anymore. I mean, well, I mean, with COVID, I mean, and also like movies have been re- are released on streaming services more and more yeah. often nowadays, just uh, for like the ease of 
being at home, which is a shame. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think movie theaters are like a, a great experience. They're, they're a unique experience too. Yeah, I mean, it's almost, it's almost like a like a, a cultish. Like you, like you go, like you go sit in a dark room. You know, you get like like you get food, like you get popcorn and you know like snacks, and then like sit in a dark room with a huge screen and like with huge speakers, and you like watch the movie. And I mean, yeah. I mean now it's days it's gotten to like more like on home, like instead of like watching like this huge like movie like on a huge screen with like huge speakers, like people just like watch on their laptop, you know, like in like, headphones in the chair, yeah, with yeah. headphones on, and it's. I mean, it's, it's it's almost like it's. I mean, a ton of directors have like said how like disappointed they are with how like movies aren't being in like the theater because I mean that's like that's really how a lot of people like love them, to love movies. That too. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I mean, too, though. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> it's definitely learning to love a movie is easier when you're immersed. In the I, mean, I, still think I still think they're making a ton of money. Off they are probably making theater. a ton of money, but yeah, that too. But uh, but yeah, the movie theaters are, as an industry are dying out. But I mean, the movies yeah. aren't going anywhere anytime soon. When's the last but, time um, you went to a movie theater? Ooh, oh God. Um, I mean, when did COVID hit? Was it March? Last March. Maybe I think I saw Knives Out in theaters. Ooh, is that yeah, that was, was in the winter. That was in the winter. Because I was only at I was only at mid for like a, a few weeks until I went home. But I, yeah, I, I remember I went and saw Knives Out in theaters. But I just I love I mean I love going to theaters and I, like I try and if I'm gonna watch a movie I always like try to do it like on like a bigger screen if I have one yeah. in my house with like better speakers. Because um, I mean that's how I think like movies are, like are like should be viewed like i mean the yeah. sound is really supposed to like hit you and you know like exactly but yeah i mean i don't know the streaming services it, it is a lot more convenient but they're doing a good job i think there is something to be said like i don't feel the same excitement you know just like going on the netflix to like yeah on the new a new movie that's coming like i get excited you know you there's like an excitement when you're like you're driving to the movie theater like Exactly. You know, well, you, there's the there's the physical it. act. You're going to some place, so you're both your physical con your your mental consciousness and your your physical body is joining on the experience, and that you're sitting in this chair and you're like a hundred or like a hundred feet from or fifty feet from the uh, from the screen, and you're it's a huge screen, and the sound is coming from everywhere, and you're hearing it so clearly. Like that is I mean, so much more intense as like the feeling of of joy and experience is so much more uh intense i guess yeah i just think like audience reactions is like a huge like like hearing you know, like, when people when people yeah like exactly you know like when people no! laugh <laughs> like when people yeah. laugh like in a horror when people get scared like i mean i get like sucked into like the whole crowd aspect of you know just like all being a part of like I feel like you're kind of all watching the movie together and all like looking at it together and experiencing like the same like reactions, which is like, it's fun. You know, it's like fun to get scared with a ton of different people. If you're at a horror movie or it's yeah. fun, you know, it's fun to, it's fun to laugh when like add, add something when like you're in a comedy with a bunch of people. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. You're just like, I, I don't know if like you ever did this, but I like, I used to go to like midnight showings of like um, all the Harry Potter movies when I was little. Really? Like we used to, 
Yeah, and that was always never like, did. waiting no. in line, like meeting all these people, you know, all these like super fans. Like, I mean, that was like so much That's so fun. Cool. And I, yeah, I mean, I just, I really hope that like theaters like stay uh, like a part of like life because I mean, it's just such like a fun, like engaging, like community, like experience to go do. Like, makes you feel like a part of something, and like, I don't know, really just get to see it, see it well. Yeah. But, yeah, I miss movies, man. I actually went um, to one in the fall uh, in Wyoming. Oh, yeah. yeah, they had it was me and two other people. It was a couple, and I was it was Tenet, which is crazy. <laughs> that is a that is a very yeah. interesting movie. I'm still waiting for that. Now it's it's like buy only, so it's either stuff yeah. I know once it comes out on it. yeah, it's worth the watch though. Definitely, um, I'm gonna watch it again because it's like. It basically just does – it kind of looks at, like, things – entropy and then just flips the switch and goes backwards. It's such a weird reality that they put you in, but, I mean, I guess it – Yeah, I mean, I'm curious works. to see it. I, yeah. Christopher Nolan's a – he's a cool guy. Yeah, I know no, it is. It's very interesting. But, yeah, I mean, since then, like, I haven't seen a movie. I haven't seen a movie in so long in theaters. And I guess Knives Out for me, too. But the – um. Yeah, Christopher Nolan does a good job of messing with your head. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he really does yeah. not try and make movies easy sense. and light. Yeah, he really easy and light. There's a ton of stuff at you. Just like, all right. <laughs> well, Here's everything. Like yeah. Yeah, they're they're entertaining for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. What time? 5:30. We're doing we're doing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um on yeah it's um it's weird man i mean it's been so long now almost a year it'll be a year and like three months it feels like it's been so long since the pandemic started and so this like talking about this yeah. kind of stuff feels like it's it's, it's so long so, yeah i mean it feels yeah but i mean i'm just excited for the vaccine to work if it doesn't work that also sucks, but if it does work, that would be so. Let's, let's not even let's not even think about it not working. I know, I, I know. I can't even I can't even think about that. Yeah, I don't want to give it the blind faith too, though. I don't want to just say yes, yes, inject me, and then I get some something bad goes wrong, and it's like okay, that wasn't worth it either. But I also don't want people to die because of the vaccine. That would suck. So yeah, well. Andrew Angle's got in it, so we can ask him. Really? Yeah. We'll have to ask him what it's shout like. Out to, shout out to Andrew Angle. Yeah. Shout out to Angle. I haven't talked to him in a while. We'll, Damn. we'll know if he if he listened to the whole thing because we mentioned him at the end. So. The end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if he if he uh, if he texts us, we'll know. <laughs> He'll let us know. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. This is uh, this has been a lot of fun, man. This was um it was good to talk to you. This was interesting, and catch yeah. up on, on stuff, thoughts and, yeah, man. Mm, yeah, yeah. I guess just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> to more, yeah. to more, not worrying about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was great. Thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for doing this. This was, uh, yeah. this was a cool conversation. Yeah, very fun, and hope to possibly have it again in the future move on as yeah, uh, sure. as the podcast continues so 
Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah.